Welcome to our Parenting with Purpose podcast hosted by Laura Seibert. We are a group of moms from the Antioch movement that are passionate about our calling from God to raise kids who love Jesus and equip them to fulfill all God has called them to be. We know that parenting is the hardest job on the planet, and our desire is to cast vision and equip our listeners on raising kids in today's culture through both our victories and failures. We desire that our time together will encourage, inspire, and bring you hope. Now here is this week's podcast. Okay, well, hi, girls. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. It's cooler in Texas today, so I'm thankful. No. I think today's our, in Texas, we have fall one day, and I think it's today because the leaves are falling, even though it's towards the end of fall, but um, thankful. Well, I'm glad we're gathered again. You know, this is one of my favorite times, just the three of us sitting down and swapping stories about the way, you know, God has led us to parent. Yeah. And again, I just remind everyone that this podcast title is Parenting with Purpose, Not Perfection, because yes. yes. I know we would all say we're very par- far from perfect. Oh, girl. You know? So far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that's really one of the reasons why we even started this podcast, um, was to help our listeners learn from our experiences. I would say both our successes and lots of failures, yes. which you've probably heard some of those. You know, and I think so many times we think that we have to reinvent the wheel. And even though every family dynamic is perfect, is, is different, we have different personalities and styles and even some values, but I know overall we have the same goal, and that's to honor God with our lives and to raise our kids in partnership with God to live out their purpose. Yes. And so it's fun to do this with you girls. So today's question starts from the foundation. I want to talk about how we pursue our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite teachings in our discipleship school that we do is on the characteristic of God as being a father. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, I even think of the Lord's Prayer. It starts with our Father who mm-hmm. art in heaven. And um, I think one characteristic about God as a father that's so foundational is that he shows his radical love for us. Mm-hmm. He demonstrates that by how he pursues us. Mm-hmm. And for sure we can see it in the Christmas story yeah. because he loves us so much. He comes to us in our complete imperfection and um, he sends Christ to redeem us back to himself. And um, I actually believe our whole lives he is looking for ways to pursue us. He's yeah. always constantly saying, mm-hmm. here I am, here I am, mm-hmm. here I am. And it just shows that everyone wants to be loved and wanted. Yes. And that's the Father's heart. And so I think it's so important in how it plays out in parenting. So as parents, yeah. let's talk about that. How would you say, um, either of you can start, but how would you say you have done that in your family? How have you pursued your kids, um, their heart, and just let them, them know, you're wanted and you're loved. What are some key things you've done? Such a good question. And I was thinking about when you were sharing about um, the Father, God the Father pursuing us. And I just am the recipient of a father pursuing me mm. as I grew up. And so I had this modeled to me. And just as an encouragement, my dad would take me to breakfast when I got into, I think it was like high school, once a week, yeah. every week and we would he would pursue me especially as I got close to going to college and I just think that and then when I came home as a married person we'd go to breakfast and the pursuit never ended and so I just think that 
as we think about it right now, I'm like with young kids, but just like you said, the father, the our heavenly father never stops pursuing so us. And I'm thankful to have that earthly model of like mm. pursual, even as a grown adult. And so Sweet. I am thankful because that was a foundation that I grew up with. And I think for me, when I think about it is, first of all, just getting into their little wor- worlds. Because mm. like you said, they're all, we are all so different and what, I find it interesting how to connect with my kids are different. Like some want me to, you know, get on when they were little, get on the ground and play with them and just, you know, talk to them as we're doing it where others want me, want to just kind of be me, be there, be by them and available, but not necessarily like need me to like, um, badger them with questions after questions like that feels like that's like mom you're actually doing the opposite in this (laughs) but then after a while they might um they might they'll open up but they are not wanting to like just have necessarily hours of like face-to-face um time with me so um but it was first of all discovery i think when they're little it's like discovering who god made them to be and how can i get into their little worlds and hearts um by just figuring out what do they like what what kind of things help um us connect what is that what you found yeah when my kids were little when they were little, it was lots of playing games with them. Like even still, my fourteen-year-old will talk about when we played the mommy baby game. Um, just sitting on the couch, and we would just play this pretend game together. Um, and then I made up songs for my kids. I had one song for each kid, and like certain songs at bedtime. And so even still, I would sing those consistently when they were little. Um, and then now I sing them as a joke sometimes with them that they're all teenagers, you know, um, and then getting into their world, discovering what they're interested in. I read so many, my kids got a little bit older, the elementary age, if they were interested in a book series, I would read the books with them so that I could have conversations about what they were really, if they would spend a ton of time doing something, I tried to make sure I was doing it so I could engage in conversation. So the Ranger's Apprentice series is probably not a series I would have chosen to read all 12 books of, but it was what my son loved. And Mm. so I read all 12 of those books and we would have conversations about them. And then we, I play Legos. I get my nails done with now that I have older girls, you know, or when my girls were younger, painting nails, you know, I've let my makeup be done by my girls, (laughs) you know, like, sure, you can play with my hair and do my makeup, (laughs) you know, just little things like that. Just Play is the love language of a kid. Mm-hmm. And so when we really get in there and play, and that's also a great place of discipleship and modeling because play is where they get to work out yeah. some of the things. So Conflict. when we're playing the mommy-baby game and or with my older daughter, we would just play different pretend games in there playing leaning toward unkindness in their play I could say oh remember we imitate what is good you know and so even use those times to help lay foundations that they can fall back on Mm -hmm. um so music now that I have older kids we swap songs I listen to rap (laughs) me too But it is what my son is into, you know, and so mom, listen to this rapper. And it's great. We can have lots of conversations about, okay, well, let's talk about this 
artist and is this really what you want to put into you yeah and helping him discover good ways like okay this is a style of music you like let's find something that's a little more edifying to your spirit Mm -hmm. um and then me learning wow there's some really good rap songs out there that can carry me into the presence of god you know and so being a learner for my kids too i think that how Finding what they're interested in and joining them in, even That's if so it's good. not my preference. Right. I think changing, yeah. Not yeah. putting them in a box, but like, yes. how can I? But I love the teachable teachability too. Like, wait, is this really? I want to get in your world, so what can we do to substitute it? I'm not sure this is totally going to get us in the right place, yes. but yes. let's find something that's like that, that we yeah. can, I like that. So I heard a lot of play. Oh, yes. You want to say something, Christy? Well, I was thinking another thing is cooking, which mm. I, especially when oh, you have young kids, I mean, and that's pursuing them by bringing them into like what you're doing, but then letting them kind of have that free range. Like I feel like when you have young kids and they're like, oh, mom, can I help you um, <laughs> yes. cook? And you're like okay, like this is going to be way messier Uh and way more work, but um, it's allowing them to, I mean, it's receiving kind of their pursuit of being a part of you and letting them kind of do that. So it's, that has been another thing that is, been for us is cooking my girls love to bake and so just being mm. okay with the really dirty kid i mean also training them to sure. clean up the kitchen after <laughs> but it's never quite there's always a thin dust of cocoa powder everywhere after they clean up um <laughs> and then my playing i guess would be for us too is we're a big sports family so mm-hmm. we do lots of like talking about sports together so i've i i have had to learn football and position so i can like really be knowledgeable when i'm talking to them of knowing like what's going on but then also us just me throwing the football with them and that's play another form of play that we've done a lot in ours so that's one thing i found i found particularly with my boys is you we they just don't want to sit down and talk. Mm-mm. You have to have them busy. And yes. so that's where games really came into our, like, even if you play war, yes. you know, you're playing battle, at least you're doing something. And then that's when questions can be asked. That's when you can, I find them talking more when, mm-hmm. and I can ask questions when there's some throwing a ball, something that's yes. coming kind of between us, but not really, but yet you're getting them to talk. I found that being, I think that's where games really came in. It pulled us together as a family. Yes. But it also created conversation. Okay, so we talked a lot about, um, I just loved hearing y'all's pursuit on things. I had a thought that came to my mind, though. What do you do, though, when there is conflict or you feel distance? What What did you do in your, so let's say you start feeling that resistance, like, I don't want to talk right now, or maybe y'all have a hiccup. How do you, how did you close that distance between you guys? And I can share a story while you're thinking, because I was thinking about, in our home growing up, sometimes um, I can remember how many times, especially my kids were elementary age. I was at elementary to junior high because um, they went to a private school, so there was more access to me getting into the school. But I know I noticed many times if we left the home and it was just there was unrest, maybe devotions didn't go so well, kind of did the opposite of what we wanted it to do because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was just something was going on. And we would go to school, and maybe on the way to school, I just felt distance. Mm-hmm. And so I dropped them off. Maybe it was my own frustration because I was impatient. We were running late, whatever. Or maybe it was something that we hadn't resolved completely. And I I can't tell you how many times I would drive off. And I'm like, mm, no, this is not okay. And I would literally drive back to school, pull them out in the hall, and say, hey, we really can't go through this right now, but I love you. 
I feel distance? Do I owe, you know, do you, is there something you want to say to me? Do I owe you an apology? Um, yeah, I want to talk about this later, but you're worth it. I love you. So I'm good. sorry for the tension that's going on that you saw me express anger, frustration, whatever. But just that going back saying, hey, mm-hmm. we're not, because I found out, I guess growing up in my home, um, when we had hiccups in life, we didn't talk about them. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was that go to your corner and get over it. But I don't know if you really ever get over it. Yeah. You might <laughs> kind of get over it, but it pops itself, it's head back yes. up. So right. I think about how many times that I, I felt like as the parent, it was my job to go back around mm-hmm. and make the relationship right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not waiting for them to come mm-hmm. to me to do yes. that. And I don't know. Do y'all have any examples or any thoughts? Like how did you bring reconciliation if you, because life is not perfect. I mean, right. we all know that. We have so many <laughs> yeah. of these opportunities as humans to frustrate each other and I don't know I'm just thinking that came to my mind do you have a thought of how you would pursue a kid in conflict or you feel distance um I mean I think we would do similar I would go and like not be afraid of pulling them out of school even if it's a public school yeah you know Mm -hmm. I would go I can think of I would go pull them out at lunchtime yeah you know and like even if you just sit in the car and you have a lunch for them that's a special treat or you bring them a drink I've had to do that a couple times with one of my kids because it just didn't go well Mm -hmm. um and um, I was like, I can't leave it at this. So I would go to the school. I would do the same thing yeah. and try to really, you know, with one of my kids' food is a major love language. Yes. And so um, go. Yeah. pull them out um, and eat with them in the car, mm-hmm. even if time doesn't allow to go somewhere, and yeah. then send them back in so they're yeah. not really missing anything. But also not being afraid for them to miss school. Mm-hmm. If You know, and we had a situation just last night where – we spent a long time on the back porch with one of our kids, yeah. Sean and I both, but it was because we weren't willing to just go to our corners. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think being willing to push through, mm-hmm. um, and in the middle of the conversation when we're both doing things wrong, like at one point I had to look at my kid and say, you know what, you're right. I'm sorry. That statement I just made was not fair mm-hmm. and not right. So even in the middle of the conversation, being willing to say, oh yeah, I was wrong in that and that the way I worded that, um, and it was clunky as we're going through the conversation, but it ended well. And so I think not being willing to push through and not just have to rule my own flesh yeah. while I'm mm-hmm. helping them learn how to rule their flesh because mm-hmm. they're learning how to yeah. do that. They're nine years old, ten years old, fifteen years old, eighteen years old. You know, like they're still they're kids in the learning process and so um being the grown-up and being willing to push through the clunkiness of the conversation rule my own spirit and then get to the end um, well not going to the opposite corners and then just going to bed Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I know and I found like with some of my kids I need to give them a little space Uh because and I think that can be the problem is like you give them space and then never go back to it well that's not helpful but giving them space where we you're super heated and 
I, in my personality, want to pursue them right then because that's how I am in my marriage too. It's like, we're going to deal with this and deal with it now. And my, and Jordan is like, I need some time to like think about this. I'm not ready right then. And some of my kids are like that. But giving that space and then coming back when I'm where everyone's a little cool, like yeah. <laughs> calmer uh-huh. Uh-huh. and we can talk about it in, in a more rational state mm-hmm. because we have a lot of fiery um feelings in our household (laughs) and so it can be like um which i know that's not a word and you can't see my um knuckles um beating each other but um anyway so i think like that's been another part is like giving a kid space if they need it and then again just like what y'all both have said coming to them pursuing them and helping them i think one of the things too is helping them find language Mm -hmm. of like okay what are you what are you feeling like here are some different things we've used feelings charts before like point to what you're feel like which of these are you feeling and like let's go there and talk about it so yeah we've also had to teach our son um because he probably is more like me um he's good with his words a little more hot-headed oh lord i repent (laughs) um because he totally gets it from me but we had to teach him to say hi can i have five minutes yes because um, or when he can't ask for it, I'm like, hey, you need five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go take five minutes. And in this five minutes, you're asking Jesus to help you calm down, help me calm down mm-hmm. so that we can come back together and work through this. That's it's good. not five minutes to check out. Yeah. Um, because like you, like we both need it because yeah. we will really go head to head and we will both argue and it doesn't take us Mm-hmm. When words are many, sin abounds, you know, yeah. and we both can have lots of words and sin can abound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're learning to say, give me five minutes um, with the purpose of settling so that we can come back and really have the discussion the way we want it to go. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So I'm hearing, so I'm hearing when it comes to pursuing, it looks all kinds of ways. It looks mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm. I love you. I want to be with you, and I'm going to get into your corner. What are you interested in? How I'm going to jump into that. It's letting them into your space, mm-hmm. cooking, doing yeah, things yes. of just like you're wanted here. Even if it's not perfect, right. we, you're wanted in my space. I want to be in your space, and I'm hearing that side. I'm also hearing pursual is when which there will be and there is conflict. There's opportunity for frustration. There's opportunity for distance. As parents, our role is to close the gap. Yes. It's like, okay, how can, whether it does need some space and time, which is so true, but it can't be forever. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and I think it's healthy because we're actually teaching our kids that uh, conflict's real, mm-hmm. but we got to work through it. We just right. can't let it go because it really yeah. never lets go. We right. all know that. Right. It just tallies up over in the corner and then it becomes just an animal that's not friendly so I would say so pursuit can look both ways yes and I thought too I was thinking about just as we wrap it up and I would just say if you're out there and you're like oh my gosh this just sounds daunting and overwhelming and I've made a mess yes we all I think we've all felt like that like what are we doing you know and I thought but it's a new day Mm -hmm. I just want to keep taking us back to as we parent Every day is a new day, and I was thinking about how many times when I felt like things were out of control, whether emotions were out of control, or maybe I'm like, wow, I just feel so much distance here, and I've failed over here. It's listening to the Holy Spirit. Yes. I, I would say I feel like my most uh, point 
on point times in my parenting Mm -hmm. when I was just pausing in the morning and going, okay, Father, you know everybody. You know exactly where everybody is. You know I have four kids, a husband, and a lot of other people in my life. Mm -hmm. Who needs pursuing Mm -hmm. today? Yes. You know where they are. Mm -hmm. I might not even see it, but they're really not mm-hmm. doing well and he was so faithful yes. to yes. say hey today's the day to drive up to school pull so and so out sit in the car bring them their favorite lunch and just sit there for 15 minutes and yeah. listen or i love you or just i feel like god said he wanted to see you today or whatever that might look like but he, i just found him to be so faithful to um show me mm-hmm. yes. what to do. And I definitely missed it, but just to give me the inkling of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And just those little pieces of obedience and listening mm-hmm. yes. make fill in such a huge gap. Right. And it's amazing how the little things that we probably did, if we could sit our kids here and mm-hmm. say that little thing meant so much to them. Yes. But I would probably look back and go, oh my gosh, that was when God told me to do that. That wasn't my yeah. idea. Yeah. That was yeah. like, God told me to do that to you. And he knew what put that deposit inside of you. Yeah. So, so, good. so I would just say, wherever you are, pause, Lord, Spirit of God, how do I, who do I pursue today? And mm-hmm. what does that look like? And yeah. I know that he's faithful. So good. Yeah. so good. It's really real. So um, yeah, so I'm going to pray over us. So Father, we just, again, close today our time or discussion and just pray for each one of us. That Thank you that you are the great pursuer Mm -hmm. and i absolutely thank you spirit of god for your presence and i ask that you would show us as moms and um out there lord and here in this room how to continue just to pursue our kids father and um to put uh, let them know their love and they're wanted and they're valued and those expressions that we can do in the natural ultimately lead them to you and your your love for them so i pray grace mercy and wisdom over each one of us today and just thank you thank you thank you um, that we don't do this alone we love you so much we pray all this in jesus name amen, amen. all right okay bye. see you next week yeah bye Thank you for joining us this week on Parenting with Purpose. To be notified of every new episode, hit the subscribe button wherever you choose to listen. If you found this episode helpful, please let us know by leaving a review and sharing with a friend. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.